There was something I wrote down that you said in the first episode. I can't remember what it was for the life of me now. What was it pertaining to? Well, I googled it because I was like, that's definitely stolen. And I was like, oh, wow, no, this is like... What was it? I'd have to re-listen. My time um, is valuable, but I don't value my time. It was, yeah, but there was something after that as well that was like... Yeah, it was to do with how being a freelancer, and yeah, it was great. Oh, I'm very smart. <laughs> and on that cold open... There we go. Hello, dear sweet friends. When you're known, Producer, they are. Um, are you like co-leader of Creative Card of Queer? Well, I, I like to think we all lead it. Okay, great. So um, I'm a member of. I'm not going to do too many introductions because I always like. I'm always like hair icon, <laughs> queer legend. You are Shane Nichols. I always. Um, I always keep panicking that I don't... You don't have to be close. I'm just adjusting it so it's facing towards you. I always um, get people's last names, like, I just butcher them completely. So I'm like, you could introduce yourself now. Hello. Who are you? Where are you from? What do you do? Oh, wow. Where am I from? I'm originally from Wiltshire. Um, and then I went to university in Kimarvin. Um, and now I'm based in Cardiff. And I've been here, like, six years. Oh. Um, and I trained as an actor. Oh. Um, but... I've slowly found that more people employ me as a producer. So that is now most of my time and job. What does a producer do? That's a good question that we all producers kind of talk about. Um, I guess it varies from show to show, company to company and project to project. But Can your you main give thing... give some examples? Yeah. Go your, for it. The main thing is to basically plug all of the holes... Like there's there's always going to be some sort of knowledge deficit on a project and there's always going to be problems and things that are unforeseen and half of your job is trying to be about three days ahead of everyone else and for seeing where problems might come That's and then everyone awful. looks to you when you're not psychic <laughs> like when you're like well I tried to plan but I also didn't know that that was going to happen um, yeah and literally to produce things so if someone needs something in their room and it's not there people are going to look to the producer and be like well i did ask for that and you're like ah oh, that was in my other notebook oh no do you use paper notebooks i do is it is it okay yeah I, so I, I have i have a, a a major active to-do list on my computer mm-hmm. and that's all digital and shareable and everyone has access to that <laughs> But when I'm working really, really fast, which is often a necessity of being a producer, there is something about the franticness of scribbling something out. Makes you feel like you're doing something. It just helps with the feeling like I'm a productive person. I have really bad handwriting, so I feel like I would write things down and be like, I have no idea what these lines and dots say. That's sometimes my problem with autocorrect. Actually, another producer sent me a message once saying, I have a teddy bear in the woods in my diary and no idea what it means because sometimes autocorrect it, it can be your enemy when you're making a to-do list and you'll put something in quickly but like, oh I remember what that means 
and then you come back to it a few days you later gotta do and you're like full I have sentences. no idea what that means Brenda is just destroying this this podcast she's just all over the place in here I was teaching earlier and she just kind of wandered in and just went like oh you, you playing harp cool that's nice and she doesn't spend any time in here when I'm in here so I feel like she's like oh other people they'll protect me from Sam um so what are you working on what are you uh, what do you what do you what have you got coming up what have you just done what are you currently doing I have two things I have uh, the one island. that you like and one that you hate yeah. I have the island which is my day job um, which is part of Black History Month in Wales it's a play about uh, the civil rights movement in South Africa and that's going around Wales to multiple different venues um, but I guess the thing I'd really like to push is that I also have a podcast. Oh my goodness! Cross promotion. I know. Um, what is it? It's called The Village, and it's a sketch oh. show podcast. Is this a very famous one? No. Okay, good. There's like, literally one episode, and about oh. seventy people have listened. There you go. But that's enough for me to be like, I'm going to do this. I don't know. You've done it. We get thirty-five to thirty-six people every week, and I'm like, who? Yeah, but. It's worth it. It's great. Um, so what kind of sketch is it? Is it written? Is it improv? Is it... It's improv, yeah. In front so of the... a live studio audience? What Absolutely. Is it? No, so uh, myself and Danny, uh, Danny Muir, who mixed it with me, um, <laughs> we... Famous person. We, we don't... No, we, no one knows. No more, no, more, no more context for that. Just um, Danny Muir. Danny you know. Muir. Uh, he... Well, it would be weird, like, not to drop his name. Yeah, but like, um, what does he do? Who is he? Well, he he does ASMR videos on YouTube. He's got like eleven thousand subscribers on YouTube. And he was like, "I want to do a sketch comedy podcast." Absolutely. We're millennials. I don't know if you know this, dear sweet listeners, but we're uh, young people. Yeah, um, yeah, and we we improvise for about two hours, and then we from that come up with a storyline um and then we re-record it to about 15 minutes oh boy so yeah it's a long old process that's long which is why there's only one episode yeah because <laughs> it takes weeks to do so, um we're currently behind there's supposed to be an episode for september what are we are now the 2nd of october <laughs> we haven't even started that you're episode, doing so. great you know, um, why don't it's, you just it's do a long-form improv and just like be like, "Well, that's it. Call it a day." We probably should have. Yeah. Um, but what we've tried to do is essentially go, "Well, it's a bit like Royston Vasey, and it's a bit like this, and it's a bit like that." And I think hopefully over time it will then find actually what it is and not just be a copy of something that already exists. Yeah. Mine famously is a copy of "How Was Your Week" by Julie Klausner. Uh, famously, famously is because it's just me monologuing. Um, that's exciting. Yeah. So the island. Mm. Why are they doing South Africa? South Africa, um, Black History instead of Welsh Black History. Uh, well, I guess as as an organization. Uh, what's like? What's the what's the organization? What's so the history of it. Uh, Where are they going? Theo's, Why are you involved, know, white man? I know. It's, <laughs> I just, feel like such wow. an imposter. You're just like running um, around. But yeah, uh, so Theo's mission is essentially to diversify, and that's a terrible word, um, but yeah, diversify uh, the uh, theatre sector 
um good luck and, yeah absolutely um but our, i guess our main aim is to train and develop individuals and that's where we started but actually we realized that a big piece of that puzzle in terms of getting new artists out there is people seeing themselves on stage yeah um and so abdul decided to put on his first production which was swarm which was in direct response to david cameron's when he said that the refugees were like a swarm um so he then created for those listening that was a prime minister just one prime minister ago for those keeping score at home um and so that was that was well what what would a refugee crisis in wales be like um and then that led him to want to put on more productions because it was really successful and so he started to take off the shelf plays that already exist oh. um, and there aren't any That's plays clever. about welsh black history we gotta do, well <laughs> we don't have to do it but no. but it is also about um big political stories um, yeah. and 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 the global perspective on on things and taking those stories to to smaller communities and smaller venues and for, so the conversation we're having around the island is how much pain does a state have to inflict before you fight it? Oh. So although it's the past, uh, it's very much Brexit. That's exciting. <laughs> Did you see Theresa May do the Dancing Queen thing where she walked out to Dancing Queen today? Yeah, and I actually, for the first time, she humanised for me. <gasps> Is she normal to you? Is she like a human a human woman now? I, I feel like every other time I've seen her, including when she was dancing around South Africa, um, I, I feel hatred inside but there was that moment where I was like what you're you're making a fool of yourself and you understand that people are laughing at you and you're okay with that and I like that I like that you're able to laugh at yourself that humanized her for me is it she is the okay most... with it though I don't know actually she's really rich so yeah I uh, mean oh, well she's like her, her Philip, like good grief crazy amounts boy of jobs and girl jobs I said this on my Instagram story like ages ago you know when she was like there are boy jobs and girl jobs and I take out the bins I don't believe Theresa May takes her out her own bins no. they have staff I bet they've got some amazing contraptions like that just it just goes <laughs> no they have like some people that kind of, it's probably like it's more than like one cleaner it is a team and someone does the windows every week cleaned this window in my office <laughs> exactly once and I was like why did I do this it's just gonna rain and get I don't again. dust that's one thing it just it's what like I well one thing I also do is I teach about absurdism yes um and that's one thing which is it is uh oh god just clowning but yeah yeah it's, it's, it's essentially plays and drama that goes god life's really am i allowed to swear on this podcast yes, of course you're fucking allowed to swear on Good. this hunting podcast <laughs> uh that it's a fun podcast how how shit life is and how pointless it is mine's going great thank you for asking um and and thus you therefore have the freedom to do whatever you wish uh, exciting um but that like dusting really seems like an absurd act to me like a repetitive act that has no meaning whatsoever but yet somehow we do it and sometimes i feel about curtains as well i'm like why do i have curtains insulation close and open and close insulation and in winter yeah it's sure. literally like a giant <laughs> hole in your wall that's true but i like dusting when it's like before and after that's it i like to leave it like a good solid like six months to a year and then i'm like Whoa, look at that yeah change in motion and i also move around all of my rooms because i'm that sort of person who moves around every single piece so the piano used to be 
against this wall, and now it's over there. I have a friend that does that. Every time I go around to the living room, I'm like, oh, a new configuration. Oh, look, it's different. <laughs> it's like, look. It's, it's so that we don't feel, as little hamsters in a cage, we don't feel trapped, because the, 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 the cage is different every time. Like, I don't iron. Do you iron clothes? Um, I don't but the shirt that i'm currently wearing i sometimes iron if i'm doing something yeah. and desperately need to impress people i have one or two shirts that will occasionally get ironed if if i'm like oh, it's, it's gone too far this this shirt is now too crumpled I, I feel like it's only when you need to desperately impress people yeah probably like i don't iron for wedding clients i'm like you're not paying me that much you're paying me a lot but not that much oh god i never do anything for work Ugh. No. Work is terrible. Everything about work is terrible. Yeah, and like I got a new job now, and I'm like I'm going into like more important spaces. Which job is this? So I'm now executive producer at Fio. Oh my goodness! So now I get invited, and like I'm in rooms with people who are, who are technically important, and I'm there as I am now. <laughs> You're just in, in dungarees. My, in my dungarees, living your with truth. my rainbow laces, living your truth. Yeah. Writing in crayon yeah. <laughs> Just to annoy everyone Just scribbling <laughs> yeah. Scribbling in your notebook Like a child You're like drawing Like a sun In the corner of every page And like a little house Yeah And you're like Look it's theatre Yeah and I'm always Like at these conferences I'm like well, Why do you get to talk For so long I'm just gonna do some drawing Oh god Yeah so I wanted to talk more About creative more Creative Cardiff Queer collective Or whatever yes, it is Yes let's do it How did it, How did it come about Who What What Tell us about it. Tell the dear sweet listeners about it. Because I have plugged it on this because I feel like I just have plugged it on this from life. Yeah. Well, it, I went to uh, a queer evening at The Other Room, uh, which is a pub theatre space in Cardiff. Famous um, pub theatre Famous pub In theaters. Porters. In Porters, in the wonderful Porters. Um, and... It was the first time I'd seen, and me, do you know what I mean? Stuff may well have happened, but the first time I'd seen a, a dedicated night of theatre for the LGBTQIA plus community. Um, and uh, so afterwards, I was talking to Kelly Jones, who's a playwright, um, and she said, well, I'm part of a queer arts collective in London. Why do I always go to London to be part of a collective? We should set one up here. And we said that. And then I'd say about six months later, we were like, oh, should we actually do a thing? Should we actually do a thing? Um, and then, again, somehow found about, about a sneaky Arts Council fund that no one knew about. And there was about two days until the deadline. Arts Council Wales can literally suck a dick. Oh, I my God. I absolutely hate them. The amount of freedom of information requests that are required just to get just, anything done. Like, it's, it's so... They're so unhelpful. It's like... Why do you exist? Yeah. What is your job here if not to make it difficult for, like, musicians and, like, minorities to get things? It's just insane. Yeah. Um, so, that, again, there was this whole strand, which, again, lots of portfolio organisations knew about, lots of people in the know knew about, but had yeah. never been put on the website. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I do not know how I came across it, but someone had said about it, so then you had to email to be yeah. able to get an application. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And then you had to call them. Yeah. Uh, so that all of that, all of those hoops were jumped through, and they said yes. Um, so we had a small pot of money, of which there's some left, which we oh actually need goodness. to decide what to do with it. So any listener got any Irish ideas? Irish snacks. Um, yeah, a big social something. Um, but yeah, so we had the money to put on 
some events and i think initially kelly and i were really how much money did they give you they gave us two and a half thousand pounds jesus christ Uh, that's a lot yeah so about i think i had to pay for my own goddamn one woman show uh, um about could have had streamers or something i don't know about 1200 of that has been spent which was on the yeah collective the one thing open space open space that's what it was called um and yeah and do you know what I mean what saved us loads of money is that early on lots of queer people went oh we're, we're happy to do stuff for free yeah. and I was a bit like that's good but it's also bad and I think it also says a lot about our artistic community yeah. and do you know what I mean when opportunities aren't yeah, there yeah. I think a lot of us get in a cycle of, of doing stuff for free yeah. um, but it actually it meant that the day could run and it does mean now that we can do more than one thing though I don't know if I should say this because technically we were given money by the Arts Council to do just one day so as long as they don't listen to this podcast they don't care about me I famously am blacklisted from the industry or I don't know if I am or not but honestly there would be no difference in my career if I were or weren't how does it work for musicians then because that's the thing i don't like we obviously i know one die and starve alone no one has careers uh and if and everyone except for me is poor i guess oh, that's right. about it that's literally it because like, i i literally when it comes to the arts i know about theater and that's it oh it's it's i d- i don't even know about it and i have researched it Man. and i'm like well who knows who knows anyway Anyway, what have you learnt as your many years as a producer? What are the things that, say, you're putting on a, a production, you're doing something? What are the producery things? Or you're just a small child wondering what a producer does? Yeah, I'm, I'm mainly that. Um, I've learned... I think a the, small child. Yeah, it's the, it's the biggest... The, I think the biggest thing you learn is that, oh, wait, no one knows what they're doing. Yeah. No one's got a clue. And I think I learned that quite early on. And that gave me a massive confidence boost just to go, ah, right, so if you just fake it, everyone's like, ah, oh, well, he maybe he knows what he's doing. Uh, and that's kind of how I ended up being a producer because I, I guess I used to sit around going, oh, we should probably make a decision about this. Yeah. We should probably make a decision about this. So you were just and, an impatient grown-up. And now and now I'm just like, right, we're doing this, we're doing this, we're doing this, we're doing this. Um, and I guess my other thing is I'm really good at problem-solving. Yeah. Like I didn't think I knew that about myself a few years ago and and now I'm like, oh right, that's why people employ me is cuz other people their brains don't work like that. Whereas I'm like, ah, oh, why don't we do this? And so yeah, and stamina. So I I imagine between now and the 21st of October my days will be like I was in the office at nine o'clock this morning. Well, actually, I was on the radio at eight o'clock this morning, uh, and then nine o'clock this morning. I was cheeky in the plug office. for no cheeky, one. Cheeky plug for no one. It's already happened. Um, you missed it. Sorry. You missed it. Um, but yeah, so I forgot what I was saying. Something um, about stamina. Something. Stamina. Yeah. So my my days from now on will be nine o'clock in the morning to eight o'clock in the evening, and then I'll probably do a little bit while I'm at home, sat in front of the telly. Do you bring a packed lunch? No, I buy lunch nearly every single day, oh and goodness. it absolutely cripples my bank account. That's horrible. You should bring a packed lunch. But like, I get so like tonight, I'll get home at like quarter past nine. I'm like, do I really want to make lunch for tomorrow? I haven't even got anything in the house. You just uh, have to freeze everything and then just bring it out it's, as yeah, the day happens. It's this sort You've of organization. Sort out your life. Yeah, sort out your life. Shane. But my day job is organizing everything. So then I get home and I'm like, I can't. So like my just my own life. 
massively unorganized. Do you like a meal prep thing? I don't know. I don't know. There's just attractive men on Instagram telling me to, to yeah. make a bunch of meals and then just freeze them. This happens, so I'll go out and, and I'll I'm buy... And I'm thirsty, so I, so I obey. I'll buy brown rice and I'll buy an avocado. Oh, God. Just and, one. And then I'll come it's back to the avocado <laughs> a few days later and it would be mush. Theater like... budgets. Just one avocado. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Yeah. Anyway, um, plugs, things coming up. Things that you want to, your final, final thoughts, final, my final things that you want people to say. Bear in mind, this comes out in three weeks. Cool. In three weeks time. uh, (laughs) You're supposed to say this week. This week. This week. Very, very soon it will be the island. And if you happen to be in Cardiff or Newport or Sandrindod Wells or Manchester Famously Wales Famously Wales Or Blackwood Then you can get tickets At www.wearefeo.co.uk Forward slash tickets um, Other than that be personal kind, brand? Be kind to each other Okay great That's it And I would say Be ruthless And very petty <laughs> And vicious to each other Because there is no way in hell You will survive If you are nice to others <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you. Take my advice. Don't take this advice. You won't get anywhere. Pack your lunch also. Pack your lunch. Pack anyway. your lunch. Bye. Bye-bye. There we go. We-